0: Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check out that website for all of my written reviews, over 3,800 to choose from. Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Hardcore Henry is the film I'm going to be reviewing. It's an action slash sci-fi slash thriller, R-rated because of non-stop bloody, brutal violence and mayhem language throughout, sexual content, nudity, and drug use. The runtime is an hour and 36 minutes, and the cast includes Charlotte O'Copley, Daniela Kozlovsky and Haley Bennett. There's also a small role in the film for Tim Roth, who's barely in it. The director and screenwriter is Ilya Nyshuler. Before I get to the main hook of the movie, which I think most people will be intrigued about, let me just run through very quickly what the plot line is. At the beginning of the movie, we find the titular Henry having been all but entirely killed off from a brutal attack that seizes his eyes and one of his arms and one of his legs and maybe some other organs as well, replaced by powerful robotic counterparts, These are installed from a scientist who tells Henry, who's suffering from severe memory loss, that she is Estelle, his wife. After undergoing the rehabilitative operation, Henry and Estelle find themselves on the run in the streets of Moscow, trying to escape from a bunch of Russian gangsters. They're led by a Khan who's a madman that has astonishing telekinetic powers that are never really explained or actually never even commented upon. And Akon is out to create his own team of cyborgs resembling Henry. Estelle ends up getting kidnapped by him, and Henry finds himself under constant assault by this never-ending array of baddies. And the only person who seems to be on his side is this mysterious man who calls himself Jimmy. Jimmy has this uncanny ability to regenerate into a new variation of himself whenever he gets killed, and we learn later in the film as to why. Uh, Charlotte Copley plays Jimmy, and Hardcore Henry seems to be part of Copley's never-ending quest to see how many dialects that he can annoy us with by Hamillie performing. So the main gimmick of Hardcore Henry, which was formerly known in its TIFF run as Hardcore, is that it's an action film that's done entirely in the first person. It's very similar to the first-person video games that are a staple of modern action games that you'd find on PC or home consoles. To make the movie, GoPro cameras were mounted on the head just in front of the face of the main protagonist that was played by about a dozen different stuntmen, including Ilya Nyshuler, the writer-director himself. The protagonist is a mute hero that one barely gets a glimpse of, so it didn't really matter who played him, although we do see his arms and legs from time to time. Those GoPro cameras capture pretty much all of the footage that we see for the 90-plus minutes of the runtime of Hardcore Henry. Now, this is more of a movie that's admirable because of its technical achievements than it is anything that you'd find from its story, which is pretty nonsensical, or the character elements, which are barely defined. That relegates this film more like a demo reel showcase of what first-time feature writer-director Ilya Nyshuler can do as a visual stylist, Nishulur's experience in film came from making some first-person music videos for his own band, and that captured the eye of Timur Bekmambatov, who directed such films as Wanted and Day Watch and Night Watch and these kinds of movies. And he wanted to do a whole film based on his technique, which Ilya Nyshuler initially thought would be not a very good idea, but then Timur Bekmambatov talked him into it, and he went in full bore. Unfortunately, he was initially right in thinking that it probably wasn't a good idea. The problem with gimmick flicks come from when the main hook is the only hook. Unfortunately, Hardcore Henry is a bit of a one-trick pony the entire way. There really isn't any particular scene, if you took it on its own, that isn't somehow cool to watch for the three or five minutes in which they run. But By putting all of these very similar scenes together, it's also one that begins to lose flavor after the first instance in which you see the dynamics of this first-person actioner come into play. And that relegates the rest of the movie as more of the same. If I had to draw a metaphor, it's, it's like riding a roller coaster. You know, the first time you go around a roller coaster, it's pretty exciting. But what if the amusement park managers decided that since you had so much fun the first time around, they're going to make you ride around on that roller coaster three dozen more times going around the same course? it would become increasingly monotonous with each go-around, and eventually you'll just cry out, saying, please let me off of this thing. You know, knowing that this was fatiguing, at least they try to employ some plot shifts that try to breathe some new life into the context of these first-person sequences. And yet, without any real connection to the main protagonist other than This one perplexing flashback that involves Henry being bullied as a kid. It's like the only memory he has. And the fact that we're seeing the world from his eyes. We don't really have any connection to Henry or his plight to feel anything about what's going on. Now, Hardcore Henry is the kind of movie that I'd solely recommend to watch for a scene or two. If it happens to be streaming on a service where you don't really have to pay anything extra, maybe on Netflix or Amazon Prime, you know, sometime down the road... I don't think that you'll watch one scene or two scenes and say, boy, I really wish I could watch another 20 of these scenes. So if you happen to be flipping around the channels, maybe when it appears on cable television, you know, check it out for a little bit. If you wanted to actually sit and watch from beginning to end, is a tedious log. It does have occasional hiccups where something new or n- notable emerges, but those new and novel things quickly dissipate, Back into that sameness of the redundant and blurry and poorly lit and shaky cam aesthetic that permeates the entirety of this movie. Hardcore Henry is also quite repugnant in terms of its stomach-churning levels of violence. It wallows in the viscera of human carnage throughout. And along those lines, I would say the level of violence is probably only of interest for those viewers who are titillated by high levels of gore and blood. We learn early on just how graphic the violence is going to be because the opening credits are a collection of slow-motion shots of such things as point-blank bullets going into faces or heads, you get throat stabbings, you get cranial bludgeonings. And because of that opening sequence, you will probably become instantly desensitized by the levels of pornographic violence. And unfortunately, after that, it doesn't ever impress at any point afterward because of how grisly things could get. Surely if it operated on the element of surprise, Those gory moments would have some sort of impact, but given that it shows off its goods early and often, you know, how many times can you watch a limb get torn out or eyes get plucked out or a head get severed before it just doesn't have any impact on you at all? So, comparing the film as a whole to the main protagonist, Hardcore Henry is a vacant-headed entity that replaces any semblance of humanity with technologically advanced but unfeeling robotic parts. The result is a fatiguing film that's a highlight reel of scenes that could have been fun and exciting in other movies in which we could follow the storyline and cared at all about the person through whose eyes we are viewing the world. But on its own terms... It's merely a barrage of the same formula done over and over and over, but with different weapons and in different locales to try to spice things up. You know, a lot of people have been comparing this to like watching a video game. Obviously, this is not at all as interactive or immersive as playing a video game on your own. But it's also not as moderately interesting as rooting on a good friend playing one, which some people have compared this to. Because if you have a good friend playing a video game, at least you're interested in seeing what your friend does with the game. But this one's more like watching a bunch of video clips that are recorded from a cell phone from a stranger pointed at a television screen on which a video game's being played by another complete stranger. As a result, it's an unrewarding and soulless experiment and the only thing that this experiment actually has a conclusion on is that it finally answers the question on why this technique has never been done before in an action film for more than one scene. Two stars is what I'm giving Hardcore Henry. I feel like if you watch the trailer, you pretty much get the idea of what it's about and you should be sated by the two-minute trailer. That's really all you need to watch. It's definitely a very cool technique. There is some creativity involved. I won't say that it's completely made without any thought or reason or anything like that. And I don't tend to root against films... But I do hope that this technique doesn't prove to be very successful financially, because I don't want to see a whole slew of these kinds of movies over the next few years. You know, I've already dealt with found footage and the popularity of those films, and they're still being made, you know, nearly 20 years after the Blair Witch Project, and I can't imagine having to sit through another Hardcore Henry or even a knockoff of it. So, Hardcore Henry, a two-star film. And two stars on my scale means that it is a film that is lacking something vital that keeps it from being something that I would recommend going out of your way for. And that thing that it's missing is a compelling story beyond its gimmick. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I do hope that you enjoyed the review, even though I didn't have a lot of positive things to say. I do hope that you enjoyed the film review. If you did, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button. I deliver reviews on a mostly daily basis, pretty much all of the major theatrical releases, a lot of the indie releases, the ones in limited release, and some that go straight to VOD or even straight to cable television. If you want to contact me directly, you can do so by going to my website. You can find my contact information there, as well as links to my Twitter feed on my Facebook page, quipster.net, q-w-i-p-s-t-e-r.net. So until next time, hope that you enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies.